guys, welcome to this week's episode of Cult Film Interview. I am your host, Cody Everett. This week, we are doing a fan pick. It was voted by you. We are doing Heather's. You guys picked that. That's the one you voted for the most. Um, so I need you to grab your diaries, all right? Call up your boyfriends. Tell them that you're not coming over because you're hanging out with Cult Film Review. Let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, so this week uh, we are doing a fan pick. It was voted by you guys. Thanks for voting on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We got a ton of votes. Um, this was actually brought to us by uh, Chicks with Flicks. They were the ones who suggested uh, Heathers. Um, if you don't know, they have a podcast themselves. You can find them on iTunes. It's an awesome podcast featuring awesome ladies talking about uh, allegedly awesome guy movies. So go check them out. Um, you can also follow them on Twitter. I think it's at HeyCWF. Is that right? Yes. At HeyCWF. At C. At HeyCWF. Yeah. Hey. At CWF. <laughs> okay, got at it. Hey CWF. All right, so go check them out. Let's get in <laughs> to I Heather's. Just the WNBC. WNBC. WCWF. HeyCWF. All right. So I want to get into Heather's. I want to talk about this movie because I'm excited to talk about this movie. Um, has been acclaimed as the best teen movie of all time. Really? Who said By that? some. Lots of people. I, By I somebody. Mean, I, be- I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. By lots of people. Mm, I think it depends when you're born. Yeah. This really? Is, uh, this yes. is, uh, when, when did this movie come out? 1989. So you don't, 89. It felt older. You don't, it did feel a lot older. You don't, I agree with that. You don't believe that the topics in this movie translate like, let's say, um, uh, what's that fucking John Hughes movie? Any John Hughes movie. Okay. Any fucking John Hughes I will movie. Say this, <laughs> I, will, I will definitely Club. say about this film that when dealing with uh, teen angst, uh, serious issues as a dark comedy... It's doing better than, say, a Clueless, say, a Mean Girls, say, any John Hughes film. Well, it's funny you bring up Mean Girls because I feel like that's from what I just from what I'm reading and stuff. I feel like it depends on what generation you're born in. Going back to what I was saying, because I mean, if you were in high school and this movie came out, this movie totally like spoke to you. But for a generation that grew up when they were in high school and Mean Girls comes out, this movie doesn't speak to them. As much. Well, what, 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 which one so would I you say drills at home the hardest in terms of content? I don't know. This one was very. Uh, they, they, it. I, I know they, they were trying to hit you with serious themes, but at the same time, it had like a tongue in cheek vibe to it as well oh, in this movie. So sure, it's like for sure. How it, it, it was difficult for me to actually like take the serious uh, tones. Whereas, like, you look at something like a Mean Girls, like they definitely. Uh, ran the route of more comedic and almost slapsticky and kind of ridiculous, but it was like I think I felt it, the seriousness of what what they were trying to achieve was blended better. 
So it was more digestible, I guess. In this movie or in no, Mean in Girls? No, in Mean Girls. I, think, I, I think totally agree with you. Thank yeah, you. I would agree with that I as well. I think this movie, f- to me, felt a little... Um, like it couldn't it find was its an voice. odd pace it and it was an odd voice. style. Yeah. yeah, it really couldn't. It was like, is it... It would cut to dark moments, like right after comedic moments, and you mm-hmm. kind of were like, what's going on here? Like... How am I supposed to feel about this situation? Yeah, I think that was specifically. I think that was the point, though. I honestly think that was the point. It really kind of just confused me. I didn't really pick up on where where they were trying to go. Yeah, Uh, you like you didn't get the whole like. So basically, what I got from it um, is that like, and it's it's actually summed up in just one line of the movie. We need to tell what the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Should we? But what's that line? The plot. Oh, I want to get this out real quick. Go ahead. Um, is that basically? I think that they they said like society is school mocking is the, is the school mocking the society. They said no, you know, or fuck. What? Now I for fucking forgot what? it because I was fucking interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was uh, school is society. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it's basically saying that the school is is not is a representation of society. of society. It's not that the students are mocking like wanted to be growing ups and mocking society. Right. No, that that is like society in an enclosed area. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think that was the overall statement of it and I think it did a pretty damn good job of 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 explaining that because life and society at times is hysterical and then the next se- second is extremely tragic. Hmm. That's interesting, yeah. I think this is the most artistic teen movie I have ever seen. Hands I, down. I would be I would be on page with that. Yeah. It did feel art it did have like an artistic I yeah. I don't know, like almost like foreign at some certain points. Like a foreign film? Yeah. Like a French film. <laughs> yeah. Some of the yeah, like some of the when it started getting dark at the end and Christian Slater's character was becoming way more of like a psychotic maniac like i felt yeah. like it did take that turn into like a foreign horror for a second yeah but that's the thing is like he's he's psychotic throughout the whole film and i think that's also something at that... first that didn't bother me you know it was like and i guess this is the point it's like yeah. he pulls the gun out and i'm like that's fucking weird that somebody would have a giant magnum like in high school right yeah and then apparently what the bullets weren't real they're were blank they're yeah. blank so yeah. I was like, oh, this is kind of weird and okay. He just did some dumb high school shit, right? Yeah, and then he just really starts like taking a turn for the worse. So if you don't know what Heathers is about, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heathers is basically uh, a movie about it's like uh, it's about the popular girls in school and the society of school and growing up and becoming an adult, but also a crazy boyfriend who kills all your friends. And you guys go on a, like a murder spree together, kind of. That's, but the, the, I, that's the most convoluted <laughs> synopsis. I would say that the movie the... the movie is about Winona Ryder. Yeah, it is. It's, and it, she's a member is... of the most popular clique in school. Agreed. And she starts dating the new guy, who is Christian Slater, and but he, he rides a motorcycle. Be, he turns out to be he, a monster. He, yeah, he turns out to be um, a really. But she's a kind of a monster too. She's she's a reluctant monster. She's, she's a very not, reluctant She's not monster. doing it because she enjoys it. She does it because she's trying to maintain her status quo. But she's still like, 
There is a point where you th- like he tries to convince her even that right she wants it, to do it. Even right at the very beginning, she didn't even want to write the write the note to make fun of the make make, make fun of Martha. Don't no, I agree. No, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is like she's she's still going through the motions and still following what they're doing, even though she's morally against it because she doesn't want to be in the same position. Yes, I I would agree with you that she goes along with everything pretty much up and. Till maybe three quarters in the film, maybe yeah. Say, um, no, I, mean, I don't think she goes goes along with the the, no, the two jocks at all. I she d- was not a fan of that idea whatsoever. In fact, I okay, think so Veronica didn't go along with anything from the beginning. She at was against point, her friends. At like any even. point, yeah. at any point, yes, but she's her, her at any point Veronica could have stopped, yeah, and and gone to the cops or gone Definitely. to whoever and said these murders have happened. These were not suicides. And in in at any point, not at, at well, any Christian point in the film, Slater she does convinces not do it. Her. He she, but she doesn't her. do it at any point in the film. Like so, she's not a completely golden character. No, she's not. Um, I think if anything, we can say about what's her name, uh, Veronica. Veronica's character arc is that she's struggling against what would be peer pressure, peer pressure of having a, a new boyfriend, someone that she likes, and their influence on her, and her becoming an individual. Yeah, she didn't seem to care what anybody thought, though. She didn't even care what her parents thought. Like, she just kind of... Well, she clearly Well, her parents also clearly don't really care. Yeah, her parents were not there. I Uh, loved her parents. In in terms of of the Heathers and um, JD, she clearly did. Why is she going along with it if she just simply doesn't care? No, I... She has to care. I think she wanted to do it. I think she there was a part of her, like Cody was saying... Well, JD makes a point to say that. Yeah. Yeah, he says you'll come back. And she doesn't. She doesn't. Because she does make a choice. Yes. A conscious choice to fight against this dream boy boat of a bad boy boyfriend that is coercing her into committing what essentially are murders. Yeah. Yep. Essentially are. Yeah. They are actually oh, yeah. definitely murder. Ultimately <laughs> murder. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, when you pour, you know, some Drano as a, a hangover cure. Gets rid of hangovers though. Although she did not know that that person. That's that a fantastic point. Was going is that first one? She grabbed that one without looking. Yeah, she had no idea on the first one. No, she had no idea. And then on no, the well, second, second one, on the kind second of one, too. second one, she she's just an ignorant idiot. She's at that a little point. ignorant, but she, she she was totally opposed to the idea of shooting them from the get go. She just wanted to scare yeah, them with blanks. But after the first one, shouldn't you be like? Just don't trust you anymore, like, JD. I think what I, <laughs> I just I think yeah. the first the first the first one is a great it, it it really sets up the rest of the film because you can see I mean they again they went uh, a, a little comedy with it but she was definitely distraught and she was definitely seeing her entire life coming to a complete end. Christian Slater was sitting there feeding into that, seeing that she was having a moment of weakness and kind of used that opportunity to take control after she drainoed the first Heather. So from that point forward, he's already manipulated her into like, oh. going along. Oh yeah, with you that. can so see him I don't looking feel like around she... the room how he's going to tell the story and how it's going to make all this sense. So and I'm like... I'm not I'm not trying to justify her actions, but I'm, I, she definitely uh, she definitely was like taken advantage of at a, no. at a point of fear. I my, feel like my theory is my theory is is that Christian this is Christian like could, this is not Christian Slater's plan of blowing up the school is not something that just happens a, a third of the way through the through the film, in my opinion. I think that his character has made that decision from the get-go, and he knows that he needs to take out... I feel like he knows he needs to take out those people because he can't control them 
And if he moves the pawns, it's almost like a, an episode of Game of Thrones. Like, okay. if he moves or the pawns, chess. If, yeah, if he if he moves the pawns <laughs> around, he moves all the pieces around. He can get him in line for what he wants. I definitely think he had a bigger picture in mind. Um, whether he's the master chess player, I think that that's to be argued. Um, I think he theory. knows. I think he's the. I think he knows that that he which. Do you think which popular girl he can get to? I think ultimately, to get on his side. I, I actually do think he genuinely loved Winona Ryder, though. Yeah, or Veronica. Do you yes. think? Do you think the master chess player was actually his dad, and his dad was trying to buy the school lot forever? No, to I, th- I think build he w- a parking. Garage? I actually think that uh, JD's character was influenced by his father. <laughs> I have a question about this. I have a question yeah, about go, this go relationship here because it wasn't clear to me. What was the whole conversation where? He, the father is first introduced, and there, he's like, "Hey, son, how was your day?" And the dad's like, "Good, dad." You know, and they have this whole dialogue where they play op like. Apparently, opposite. that was like their only thing. What is that? Is that that, that, that was like, that was like their that was their thing? They that made they it did. seem like it was like code for something, or like you were good, something was going to be revealed about their relationship at some point well, I think later on. No, I, I, think I think plenty was revealed about their. Relationship. How does that relate to? it, I think though? it's a level of disconnect, honestly. Like. Uh, in as much as a teenager has with his parents. Well, I think that which that fact exa- is like exasperated because his mother chose to kill herself because of the relationship. Oh, is that what you father. took it as? No, she did yeah. not. Kill I did herself. not take it as that. I took it as the father. The father killed her. Consciously killed her. He. Yeah. The last thing he saw was her walking into the building and waving yeah, at him. Yeah, but as the, it was blowing up, that the, it was hold on. set to blow, and she walked in there. That's no, what the, he said. Yeah, I understand that, but did the father? Tell the mother that, or did he consciously know that he was going to blow up that building? And then Christian Slater was thing. aware that it was going to blow up. Then she, pro- then she, then the father was definitely aware it was going to blow up. Well, then the maybe uh, I would assume the mother was. Aware. I don't think the it was an accident. I think the understanding the was it was in... not an accident, and that yeah, he I'm, killed his. I, mother. I, I killed took his from mother. it the mother. The mother killed herself. No, I, no he consciously. I took it that he building. murdered her. I, I, I took it as that as well. Yep. Uh, well, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. He murdered her. Despite the fact of that, can we at least say that Christian Slater, to some extent, is mimicking his father or taking on this? His father's uh, they're both obsession psy- with no, they're both psychos for sure. Yeah, they're to, both yeah. psychos. I mean, he see he t- when he's on the treadmill when he's talking about uh, how he does his business dealing, it's always with the qualification that someone else is going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And he talks about it multiple times. Mm-hmm. I think that Christian Slater takes it to a new level, where he takes it to a societal level, maybe a philosophical level. Mm-hmm. That yeah, people get hurt, but I'm going to do it for at least a justifiable reason, which I think society is corrupt or destroyed, and uh, I'm destroying something that is a structure that is oppressing me to some extent. Ooh. I feel like he will. I feel like he's saying it's oppressing everybody because I think what ultimately his message is is like this doesn't go away. The the cliques, the levels of society, uh, and the cruelty of it doesn't go away. At no, all, I, ever. I, like, I, I think past high school into the real world, it's still fucking there. So I I think this is the key to creating a great villain in any aspect, whether it be filmmaking, or, or film stories, whatever literature. A villain should always have some justifiable reason as to why he has some kind of psycho belief, not just simply, I just want to see the world burn. Well, that's where his dad comes in. Right. <laughs> and he and he does. I, I think that JD has a justification, whether you believe in it or not. I think everybody should not believe in it personally, but 
he does have a reason for doing what he's doing, and he's not altogether wrong. He's just taking it to such an extreme that would be evil. Mm-hmm. You know why he's taking it to the in the way he's executing it. Absolutely. Well, you know why he's taking it to the extreme. That's also explained in the line in the movie, like the recourse to to a certain action, which should... is why Ronona faked her own death too. Same thing. She mimicked exactly what he said. An extreme action will get this most strongest reaction. Right. With that, guys, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna focus a little bit more and talk about others. <laughs> Hello, Jason Dean. Greetings and salutations. You a Heather? No. I'm a Veronica. Sawyer. This may seem like a really stupid question. There are no stupid questions. You inherit five million dollars the same day aliens land on the Earth and say they're going to blow it up in two days. What do you do? stupidest question I've ever heard. All right, guys, we're back, and we're talking about Heathers. Um, so I kind of want to get focused a little bit uh, here, and, and not that we weren't focused on having a good conversation before, but I want to talk more about just the direction of the film, um, you know, cinematography, lighting, um, that, those kind of aspects, and what you guys thought of that. As far as um, direction goes, do you do you believe that the actors in this film knew exactly what they were talking about at all times? Not all of them. Like, they, they understood the subject matter that they were covering? I mean, I think we're all dealing with very young actors very early in their career. Christian Slater, Winona Ryder. Um, what? Uh, sorry, are you done? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I, I don't know that I would 100% agree that they knew exactly what they were dealing with because I think when you're a established actor and you've done this a million times you start looking into these kind of things maybe when you first start off in your career you're just reading the lines that that could be a possibility was there was there a specific point that you're referencing that sticks out in your head cody no because uh, i mean we talked uh, uh, about it a little bit before we we did the show um but again christian slater bringing him up i think he's one of the prime examples i don't know maybe i just if- think he was Bad. I don't know if he grasped maybe the I, full character of JD. Maybe he did. I I don't know. I don't think he was quite as experienced as an actor yet. So uh, his way, to, his ability to to create a character that then portray that character was lacking. Fucking yeah. Jack Nicholson all the way, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's Slater. Yeah, I, I, I and I hated it. I hated that overdone. That's Christian Slater, Slater's career, man. Well, good for him, but Fucking... it sucked. And this, he he perfected. Like by the time he got to True Romance, like I like Christian Slater in his like the middle of his career. He was great in Pump Up the Volume. Yeah, that was mean, a great movie. Cuffs, bro. Come on, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, why, why are we talking about Cuffs? No, I just I, and I also don't know if if uh, Shan Doherty. Shando? Yeah, I don't know if Shando. Yeah. Um, I thought she did. She she for for what her role required of her, I think she did a good job. I think she could have been so much better when she took over the roles as the lead Heather. Yeah, I they didn't. They she know. didn't play it sharp enough. She could have played it a lot better because she, yeah, but she didn't play it sharp enough because she wasn't she she didn't have that same the exact same personality that the first lead but Heather I, had. But I think that was the point that no matter you know. What Heather was gone, there was always going to be another, you know, Hydra head to replace the the last Hydra head that was cut off. Right. I don't Hydra Heather. Hydra <laughs> Heather. Yeah. I I don't know that there was a conscious effort by any of the actors to recognize that it didn't come across in their performances per se. 
but I can say that I mean I I when I started going to college I I was a theater major I did acting um I did no I'm I'm just saying that when I started well, in toot, acting toot. Two, two. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not trying to toot in my. In 1920. Own. Oh, because my au- <laughs> when he went to college. Yeah, because my awesome fucking acting uh, career <laughs> should be recognized in any way. What was um, it like? No, take- what was it like taking Charlie Chaplin's master class? <laughs> it, it was really difficult being in one of the first talkies of all time. I will say that. <laughs> the artist? Was that made about you? Yeah, Mike it was. It Mike was. was still around when they were doing silent plays. No, but <laughs> I will say as, as, a, as a beginning actor, um, you don't have a grasp of how what, where your craft is going and how, how acting is a, a major part in trying to tell a story. So I can understand how a bunch of young actors who have virtually no experience could just be reading the lines and not getting a full grasp about the bigger picture of the entire film is all I want to yeah. say. Mm-hmm. I want I, I don't want to I don't want to hate on them. It's not really I mean because it, they all, uh, many of them became fantastic actors. Oh yeah. Winona Ryder, uh And even Shannon Doherty to some extent. Like she wasn't I mean she wasn't no. always a Dude, she I lo- think I this think, is my favorite role Shannon Doherty's ever had because she looks like a real human being still. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like I okay. I I, I, I Maybe I'm alone, but I liked Winona Ryder's portrayal. So did I. Oh, I did. I thought she did a great job. I think she was the only one there who had like the the chops already. Because prior to this, she was in Beetlejuice. Yeah, but this is no girl interrupted. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just saying in terms of you, you grow as an actor just like you grow as a filmmaker, you grow as any artist. I think I, 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 though watching the film, she's definitely the shining star of the bunch. But there, there's yeah. something if you if you if you're gonna if you're gonna criticize her, I, I would have to first take a look at the script and criticize that prior to criticizing the actor. I mean, do you, really you can't think that? you can't make a shitty script. Right, I agree. But do you think the ship is the the script is shitty? I don't think. I, well, I'm not gonna say completely shitty. I, I'd say some of the dialogue was poorly written. I want to say that I think the script is unbelievably well written. I think it's. Out I of think this the world. delivery of some of the dialogue was horribly done. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the dialogue. I'm talking about I'm talking the about characters, the, I'm the depth about the of the dialogue. characters, their motivations, and the plot of this film is phenomenally written. I was speaking about the dialogue, Mike. Okay. So just so we're clear. No, I understand. Who's 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 your biggest problem with the dialogue it, with? Is it with the Heathers themselves or is it Christian Slater? Oh, it's Christian Slater. Hands yeah, down. it's because it's Christian Slater. It's Christian Slater's d- delivery. Don't get me wrong. He's dreamy. He's <laughs> dreamy as so can be. Uh, Desiree goes, his eyebrows are on fleek. No, no, that I don't, yeah, dude, you <laughs> stumped the whole means. room. Well, there you go. Figure that? that out. Figure that's so, your. Homework. I gotta go. Do I have to Google this? It's your homework for next week. Now, now we all. Now we all seem. If you old know what on fleek means, fleek right means. into cult film yeah, and review. Yeah, right. On fleek. Thanks, Chris, for that. Thanks. <laughs> Dropping some knowledge on us. He doesn't even know that's what it is. What it means. That's why he said it. He's like, look it up. These goddamn millennials. I know what it means. You don't know what it means. Means on point. Oh, I just I, Urban Dictionary. It does mean on point. Oh, so he was on. He was on fleek. Is that like Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> is that Tinder speak? Yeah. <laughs> is that Grinder? What is that? Is that no, like <laughs> we all seem older for well, making. I'm, those I'm jokes. still working with ASL. <laughs> we all seem older. <laughs> I think what's <laughs> AIM ninety five? Yeah. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Remember th- back in the day? I yeah. think as his uh, um, character 
progressed in the movie, though, he did get stronger once he started getting crazier because that's just what Christian Slater does. That's honestly, I think, that's what I Christian think Slater he, got, he got, he, yeah, he did get stronger, but it was the last 10 minutes of the film. I also think it was a product of the script. That last, that His last portion of the film when they're actually did. in the school and they're, the conflict between him and Winona Ryder begins, yeah. that's when he becomes strong. I mean, even fucking fi- what five minutes prior to that he's he's delivering that monologue when when she fakes her own suicide and it's terrible he like phoned it in well i think he's like reading off is, a paper he's so ambivalent when she constantly asks him what what's your issue with everybody here and then towards the last what 10 minutes of the film he says no one loves me and blah blah, blah. that's when everything comes out before that he just seems indifferent about everything. I just, I just want to see chaos. You almost think he's a nihilist. In so, some so, sense. so you, you're, you're equating his bad. What, what I say is his bad acting is that it's a conscious decision on Christian Slayer's part to be, and what do you say, ambivalent? No, actually, I'm, I'm actually doing the opposite. What I'm saying is that. Are you agreeing with me? The last ten minutes of the film is his strongest point. Right, but I'm saying that the only reason it's his strongest point is because the writing of the script, giving him some sort of motivation forces you to so he should have read the end of the script first and then read the rest of it to create help create his character Dude, christian slater doesn't <laughs> yeah read. i mean I, I could say that yeah, yeah. I, I could agree with that yeah he's christian slater he does not read <laughs> Scri- script reads him script reads every him. day he shows up he doesn't know what he's doing yeah yeah he's just there just do jack where's nicholson my, where's my trench coat <laughs> you gonna harp on this chris yeah. Where, where's my trench coat at where is it at? That's where all, that's it? All what was the, uh, it's always on him. There's some comedian that said that. I, I remember that said, if you want to do a really, a really, uh, if you want to do a Christian Slater impression, just do a really bad Jack Nicholson impersonation. Yeah, it he worked. He was Christian right. Slater. Yeah. He was absolutely right. I thought the lighting was cool in this movie. <laughs> Jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We, we can talk about the lighting. Yeah. No, no. Actually, one of the things I did want to talk about was the lighting and cinematography. I'm a huge fan of it, um, especially the opening scene. Um, it may seem long to some, but I really enjoyed it. Um, just because you kind of realize you get people's personalities just off visuals mm-hmm. with the color matching of the outfits. You see, you understand that they're in a group, that they're important to each other. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, and that they obviously like you obviously know that they come from a wealthy background. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you get their status of who's in charge and who's the least in charge mm-hmm. yeah and i noticed they did like <clears throat> lots of stuff with their wardrobes and like the colors they used yep, on them to did. like s- to symbolize like their rank their power yeah one of one of my favorite scenes also um the uh, scene where he's talking about i guess it would be shannon doherty's character one where he wanted to uh slit her wrists and make it seem like it was a thing and they get in the argument about whether it was a dirty knife or not mm-hmm, um, right if you watch she would never use a dirty knife right if you watch the camera work in that all the shots from Winona Ryder's aspect are static, and everything from Christian Slater's is handheld. And it has a very weird, shaky uh-huh. cam kind of feel to it to, to almost kind of give the dichotomy of, like, she's the sane one, he's the crazy one. Right, I right. think it's great. And the lighting in that is all massively blue. You know why they did that, right? Why, Cody? Because they used that kitchen twice. Really? That kitchen is in other scenes. Um, so they needed to make it look like another kitchen. So well, if it was they... a mistake, it was it was a mistake that worked out in their <laughs> no, no, it favor. wasn't. A, it wasn't a mistake. They just they they knew it. I mean, come on, that's you how you save money. No, I, I understand. Light it, light it blue will look different. It, it worked Brilliant. out in their favor if I that thought, if that I was the was, only reason they did it. it I just thought out it was lit blue because it was a nighttime shot. Yeah, but it was so massively. It was yeah. so massively shot that way. 
Like the lighting was so at night. Every, everybody was blue. It was so blue. It was so blue. Well, I mean that's a that's a throwback to old cinema, I guess. Right, almost like an like an Italian. Well, I mean, film. You, I mean, there, maybe that's how I got that the, feel. The things that I did enjoy about the movie in terms of like the cinematography and lighting all had to do with um like that particular scene and the any of the the wakes when the, okay. you know oh, those are the awesome. Church. The way they're shot, there there's a lot of <laughs> there there's a, they, they use um. Uh, I can't think of the term, but it basically like makes the priest seem like really big and ominous and well. I mean, I think present, it's oh, you mean it. Otho? <coughs> yeah, or Otho, Otho. Yeah. fucking Otho yeah. showing Otho, up. I love that guy, dude. He plays a great. There's priest. a there's, there's a there's there's per, there's a great use of perspective. That's what I was looking for mm-hmm. in that scene. Um, I mean, who didn't know? Who didn't know that that was a dream? Color splash. Who didn't know that was a dream sequence when you were Which watching? Which one? It? Uh, when um, was it Heather? Heather Duke. When Heather, one of the Heathers was killed, and then Heather one shows back up. Yeah, and then the Heather yeah, one shows back up. And like uh, my wake would have been better. Blah 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 blah. Well, I, I knew something was yeah. up from the flowers. I'm just. Like, I mean, oh, I, f- I felt like ridiculous. even from the way they shot it, it gave. Oh a, for, yeah, a you, great know impression you know, it's that a dream sequence when they're when they're yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. Which, back to the point about the lighting over overly lit blue. I mean, maybe it's just adding to the idea. No, that I believe it was, that. I believe that the fact that she can't open the door and you don't hear any screaming and it doesn't seem very. Yeah, but that, that would explain, anyway. explain the color choice anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really enjoy the cinematography. I think this is probably one of the most solid films that we've reviewed that's shot. Like, it's just solid. And there's 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 some extraordinary shots in it, but there's nothing that's too crazy either, though. No. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed the coloring. Uh, sounds great. Music's great. Um, you know, they have a focus on a certain song about suicide. Yes. Uh, was it Big Fun, fun Time Band or some shit? I don't remember. What the name fun, of the band I think it was Big Fun. Big Fun. Is <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> Big Fun. Uh, do you think that that would... What would, What do you think they were trying to say about suicide? Let me just throw that out there. I actually think that what they were trying to say about suicide... I, th- I think... How do I put it? It, it was almost parroting it. Yeah. To make it look negative in your eyes. Do you understand? Does that make sense to you? Well, it's weird because I feel like the adults are promoting it, and the kids are looking at it as a way to become more popular, or at least trying to. What's the word I'm trying to use? Um, when you are trying to uh, bring attention to yourself. Yeah. Correct. I mean, that's the same thing as popularity to some extent. Um, but I mean, it's a call for help. Let's put it that way, right? Isn't that what a lot of suicide can be traced down to is that somebody is hurting and no one's paying attention to them, so they do this big, big thing, which is death, which is the greatest thing that one can finally finalize about themselves, and it's drawing attention to themselves that maybe, perhaps, after they are gone, people will will now pay attention. But I'm saying how it's reflected... What I'm saying is how it's reflected on the student body afterwards and how it's portrayed in the film. I mean, I think it's an odd thing. This this, this film is 1989. Um, This is before Kurt Cobain killed himself and suicide became big... I mean, we we came to a dark area. I don't think that's what it was touching on. I think that you don't think it was parroting. No, the I th- teen angst as being something that was overblown, and possibly acting out in such an extreme way that it was almost funny or joking or ridiculous. The way that they were portraying it. Yeah, I, I feel like that when the mother says, "You kids, you teenagers, you all want to be treated like adults," but then as soon as we do it. You call foul to paraphrase. I think that was a bit a very important line in this film to suggest that 
you kids overreact for everything and and now you're turning suicide into this big giant thing but you can't just go and just end it all you just go through life and you live it and there's no point in doing this you think that's what the parents were trying to say because i i, I kind of feel like that was some message that was trying to be said yes not the parents, but in the film overall. In the film overall, I don't. I don't think I this, can see that. This is not promoting suicide. I no. can't imagine this film would be popular no, no. if it was doing that. <laughs> no, because Bruno Ryder even comes out and says, like, you know, why are you wa- when the parents are watching the news story, like, why are you watching this? This is promoting suicide. That's basically not cool. She comes out and says that. Absolutely, in the, in the and I think that was the point of the whole film. Was that the, by the end of the film, you realize that like what all these kids were doing. I mean, what they weren't really doing, they were murdering each other. But the fact that they were glorifying it was such. It's just absurd. Like. To, to kill yourself over something, especially trivial things, is not being popular or not, especially something so finite as high school. It's only four years, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's just overblown. But to get into the reality of it, when you're a high schooler, when you're a teenager, all your emotions are, are over the top, correct? True. We all believe that. Love is so big. True, which also was going to bring me to my next topic, uh, is... Does being a girl in high school really suck this bad? Because every movie I see about, you know, girls in high school scares the crap out of me. You girls are so cruel to each other. It's all about hating each other. Whoa. Guys will just punch each other in the face. Y'all will destroy somebody mentally. (laughs) Right. Like, destroy them mentally. (laughs) And it seems to be a theme in your movie. Feed you Drano and you'll fall face first through a glass table. That, was a, like that, that was a great fall, by the way. I love it that. was. It was. It's so. It's so <laughs> stiff. It's so stiff the, and heavy. The corn nuts line, and then she falls in. But no, I, I like. It's just crazy to me that like. Okay, so Mean Girls, uh, this movie, and there's there's uh, ten things I hate about you. There's uh, what was I uh, can't hardly wait. I mean, so many, so right? many, so many. I have to deal with how mean girls are to each other. At this age, mentally, uh-huh. Uh-huh. not saying that guys don't do it too, but they do it to like I feel like an extreme level. So it's kind of crazy. I mean, I think it's so more <laughs> to, to put it away. Women are uh, girls are so more evolved mentally. I feel like to some extent than men are. I mean, girls do mature earlier than men. Yeah, I mean. Uh, no. If so their tactics mature earlier than men. Men yeah, stick, you, so men stick to be, brute force, and it could be. women are reading Sun Zhao, the art how, of war. How, how, how <laughs> d- when you were in high school, everybody. I mean, when, do you remember exactly what Cody says? You you're, you tend to just like punch somebody in the face. You just get so mad, you, you punch somebody mad, in the face. You get in a fight. You don't yeah. have that mo- emotional control. I've you, never thought about trying to you shake it off when you're done. You guys become best I'm friends. I'm gonna demoralize this individual in society yeah. and crush him. I never thought a level. I never, yeah. yeah, I was never like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna write a fake letter. Never from the hottest <laughs> chicken school. Slip it on Fat Kyle's. Uh, fat Kyle. Fat. It's a different Kyle. This guy's no, fat. No, that's Kyle. Kyle Dump Truck. Yeah, I'm gonna slip it that's on Kyle, Kyle Dump, Dump truck. Truck's lunch tray, and then watch him walk up to her with you know bait material, and make an ass out of himself. But really, I mean, give me a freaking break. In 1989, like you think. Honestly, like, take a look at like the situation around you. You're gonna go walk over no, there. I think that was just an example of cruel, the kind of cruelty that that ensues in in yeah kids. Oh yeah, that's true. Like, don't get me wrong, guys are guilty of this too. Like, definitely, it just seems like in in movies, it is portrayed for females in high school as a mental 
like mental warfare. But I, and I well, that's not from, true. I mean, because then like <clears throat> the nerdy guys always get picked on by the jocks, and it's always more of a mental mental warfare than it is like a physical. Uh, really, you don't think the jocks are the ones beating up on the on the nerds? And no, that's what he's saying. Giving them swirlies. There, there. No, but there's more. There, there's more of like a mental game. I mean, even in this game, it, it, the game, even in, in, this, the, movie. in this movie, You're like. Right. What is he? He makes the nerds say he likes to suck big dicks. Yeah. I mean, you want to look at another movie from the eighties. I mean, even something uh, uh, weird science like the the two douchebag cool guys. What do they do? They pull down the the guy the kid's pants in front of all the women in the locker room. They pour ices on him at the mall. Like it's always public humiliation. I think it's the same in the movie. It's in the eighties. But the, guy, ha- the guys still are enduring these same kind of things. But it's definitely to an extreme but- level. Nowadays in cinema, it's I feel like with like newer movies, the women tend to be more. I think with women, it's done in such a more <clears throat> passive aggressive way and in such a more mental way. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I do want to say something about the difference between men and women. It's particularly in high school. Your reputation is so much more important when you're a girl. I, I think that's. I don't think it's equal at all. Oh, it's not. There's a double standard there. There's a huge double standard when it comes huge to being a girl there. and how you're portrayed in society versus how a man is portrayed in society. It's particularly in high think school. About it, yeah. This is a really I, I'm, so, I'm sorry to get serious about no, no, it. No, no, this, but is, I think this is all topics important. this movie talks about. I think it's very important to state that, like, specifically that scene where Ronan Ryder is accused of having a threesome yep. in the woods, mm-hmm. and everybody uses it to, to basically slut-shame her. It was and a, they, it was there is no, there is no man in high school that gets slut-shamed because it just it, you, you're propped up as a goddamn hero if you do it. <laughs> they instantly do not believe Winona Ryder and instantly believe, um, instantly believe the jock. Because the idea also of a, a sword fight in her mouth was... Was like, more believable yeah. than her saying no. That does say something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and it does say something about that. The, again, that the, what that I appreciate level. though is that Winona Ryder, in, at least in this movie, is like starts growing some freaking balls and is like, "Tell me exactly what they said." No, about she's me. A, like she, she's ready to fucking brawl at any moment. Like as I feel she, like as her character should be in that situation. She's a strong female. I think lead. she was a strong female lead from the get go in this film. I was actually like questioning when I started watching this movie, like, why the fuck does this girl hang out with these other people? Like, she doesn't like any of them. I don't understand what the real connection is here. Obviously, all these girls had she, friends when they were young, different friends, because now that it's coming back is like she doesn't. I, I, my she's now become a Heather because that's why. That, no, my opinion, why does she care? She doesn't my, even like them because she does it for social survival. No, Isn't I she already she rich? Probably thought that the, it was that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You can be rich and be hated. It's it's. At she doesn't have a problem. <laughs> But the thing is, is she doesn't have a problem talking to her old friends, but it's always the Heather that walks up and yanks her away. But she's not, like, stopping because she's because, a part of the But Heathers. also she's protecting herself in society where she can go up here with the upper echelon and chill with them and not be destroyed by them. Her whole fear is that she's going to be socially destroyed by the Heathers because they have so much power. I, that is so weird that she would think that. Like, I, she seems stronger than that to me in this movie. Like, she doesn't really care. It's because she's written incredibly strongly. She's, she gets stronger as the movie goes on yeah. and cares less about that. But in the beginning of the film, it is not that way. She does not want to write There's no that reason note, why but she, she gets peer pressure right. into doing There's it. There's no so reason not she that should strong. write that letter to Dump Truck and, 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 and demoralize her in front of it was to socially protect herself. She was socially pressured to do so. She and was she protecting herself for that. It was her Dump Truck. Who's she going to choose? I mean, that's the ultimate thing at the end. What happens at the absolute end of the film is that she says, hey, 
she says to her while she's in <laughs> dump trucks in the wheelchair, do you want to come over to my house and watch some films and not go to prom or whatever? Yeah. It's the ultimate thing that she says that like I've I I am I am finished with all of this. I am done with all of this bullshit. And then she becomes what essentially is the leader of the school, but she doesn't follow in the steps of all the other heathers before her. She does it in a way to say that everybody's inclusive and everybody should be recognized. All right guys, we're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk more about heathers. We'll be right back. Jesus God in heaven. Why'd you have to kill such hot snatch? It's a joke, man. Jeez, people are so serious. Hail Mary, who aren't in heaven, pray for all the sinners so we don't get caught. Another joke, man. I prayed for the death of Heather Chandler many times. And I felt bad every time I did it, but I kept doing it anyway. Now I know you understood everything. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hi, I'm sorry. Technically, I did not kill Heather Chandler, but hey, who am I trying to kid, right? I just want my high school to be a nice place. Amen. Did that sound bitchy? All right, guys, we're back. We're talking about Heather's. Um, I think we've pretty much got it all out in the air uh out there maybe not chris he's barely talked this episode but that's all right chris. we didn't really say we didn't really do any quotes or anything oh you want to do some quotes because there's some great yeah there are lines. some there are some great dialogue they make film. they make their own slang up in this movie which i love yeah you know because I, lo- I love the opposite of i can't even which is you're so very what is it how very how very how very it's the opposite of i can't even oh <laughs> uh, can i tell you a qu- uh, thing that i hated what's that Christian Slater saying greetings and salutations. Oh, God. oh that's the that's best. So I fucking blue. hate that. It's oh, so I saw blue. that. And I was like, oh, I'm adding that to my repertoire. Yeah, <laughs> that'll 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 get you with the ladies. Yeah, woman, well, greetings, greetings and salutations. Salutation, beautiful woman. One of my yeah. one of my fa- <laughs> one of my favorite lines was uh, "fuck me gently with a chainsaw." I think it's everybody's. <laughs> and what's so the eagle one? Oh, the fucking oh god, dude, that's a long ass quote. Oh, I but I love it. I love it. I'd have to find that one. Ah, uh, whatever. I like when 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 Heather Duke says, "Veronica, you look like hell," and Veronica says, "Yeah, I just got back." Dude, oh, that's great. She looks, <laughs> that's no, great. I love that's the way such she a looks. Winona Ryder line. Oh, I, I know like. her with the her with the cigarette and stuff. Mm-hmm. Dear diary, Heather told me she teaches people real life. She said, "Real life sucks, losers. <laughs> real life sucks, losers try." Uh, you want to fuck with the Eagles? You have to learn to fly. I said, "So you teach people how to spread their wings and fly?" She said, "Yes." And I said, you're beautiful. I think the scene that I, I, I thought was the most hilarious was like when they were planning the the um, the suicide, the, now? the jocks, the jocks death. Oh, God, and he's like, here, let me, let, here, here's the bag of stuff I got to uh, add to the fact that they're gay. And there's the bottle of mineral water in yeah. there. <laughs> and she's like, oh, come on. Like mineral water has come a long way. A lot of people drink that now. <laughs> the cops get there. Look what I found. He just holds up a bottle of mineral water. And be like, they were gay. <laughs> Those those two cops were hysterical. I know they were so freaking funny. Did, did what's your damage come from this movie, or did, was, did that exist? Already? Oh, I don't know. I, don't I think know. it did come Maybe. from this movie because there's a lot of like lines like that that kind of seep their way into pop culture because of this movie. I like the line when um we were talking about it earlier when the the nerd kids getting held in a headlock and he says, "So you like big dick?" and he's like, "You like big dick?" <laughs> I love my son's a homosexual. And oh. I love him. I love my dang, my dead gay son. <laughs> that was so that good. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> that was dude. so good. 
It's a, it, it has great lines it in the does. movie. For, it does. Really for all does. the bad dialogue, there's always one good dialogue. It's really, it's really kinda... like, it's oddly a fun movie. I know that we got really deep on this one, but it, it's really a fun movie. It is. It is. It's dark comedy in its own right, it, and more on the comedy aspect than even maybe in the dark part of it. Let's let's rate this thing. Let's, let's just it. get the rating out. Let's. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're going to rate this Mammer Jammer. Fleek Christian Slater eyebrows. <laughs> no, no. On, on fleek eyebrows. On, on fleek, fleek eyebrows. Or eyebrows on fleek. Eyebrows I don't know. on fleek. That, eyebrows on fleek. That rolls off fleek. the tongue quite well. I like it. Eyebrows on fleek. Eyebrows on fleek. Let's start with Chris. Chris, how many eyebrows on fleek are you going to give this? I'm going to give this three eyebrows on fleek uh, because I I don't know. I have a hard time with it. I, I feel like it is a little disjointed at some point points um overall though like i love the dark comedy aspect of it winona Ryder's awesome i i just like her in general um and yeah for a high school movie it's super dark and artsy and 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 i'm cool with that like i i think that's an awesome approach to it um i'm a little bummed actually i was surprised when i saw that it 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 cost three million and only made one million back i mean i thought this would pull in a lot more especially with like christian slater and winona Ryder in it and we but we don't know what it what it did on video, right? Yeah, it I mean, probably it probably did way better. Yeah. But I mean, overall, yeah, this movie is fun, and I think everybody should check it out. I mean, it's a cla- I consider it like a classic cult film that's not too old but not too new. It's right in the middle, right in the heyday of of cult films. So, um, yeah, sticking to three. Let's go with Mike next. Mike, you're next. Um, Mike, go ahead. I'm gonna say that this that this film thoroughly impresses me every time I see it. Um, I think it's one of the great dark comedies that define a generation, actually. I, I'm, I'm going to give this four and a half eyebrows on fleek. I don't know how we're going to do a half an eyebrow on fleek. <laughs> on fleek. I do. Maybe just regular eyebrow and not on fleek. I don't know what we're going to do. So just a, maybe, straight, just maybe a straight, straight eyebrow. Just a regular eyebrow. Maybe straight but thin it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Make it's it kind of shitty. It's just slightly not quite on fleek. But um, no, I, I, I really th- I love this film. I, lo- I love everything about it. It's, it's, I understand why it's a cult classic, and it's, it's phenomenal. All right, I'll go next. Um, I will give this four and a half on fleek eyebrows. Also... Um, I love this movie because it makes me laugh, but it also makes me think really, really hard. Um, and it's entertaining throughout. Uh, I don't think it, the pacing's bad at all. I like at all. I think it's just on point from the get go. There's really never a dull moment. I love the dialogue. I love that it kind of created its own uh, slang for the movie and and made that cool just off the get go. Um, it is the artsiest teen movie that i've seen um and i love that genre so i this i'm super super impressed with this movie i love this movie i yeah four and a half all right kyle um i'm gonna have to give it two and a half on point eyebrows or no what is it fleek on fleek fleek. fleek i don't even know this term on fleek eyebrows i'm gonna have to echo like uh, a bit of what chris was saying i mean um I mean, overall, yeah, it's a, it, it is an enjoyable film, but, I mean, in terms of writing, uh, well, actor delivery, there, there's a lot of issues in there. Yeah. Um, I, the story did feel kind of disconjointed. It didn't quite, uh, I think, paint a full picture, and I don't even know the actors really knew what they were trying to say in terms of art or story. So, um, I mean, it's not a bad film. It's a great film, and yes, it did really, like Mike said, did define a generation, but... 
I mean, for me, it's got a lot of issues, so I'm going to go 2.5. Two out of, or two and a half. Jesus Christ, can't even talk. That's middle of the road. That's middle of the road. road. Which I think is too low. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Uh, thanks for everybody who voted uh, for Heathers uh, and 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 just voted. Thanks. We appreciate that. That was really cool. It's a cool experience for us to do. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can at ColtFilm underscore review. You can also follow us on Twitter at ColtFilm underscore review. You can follow Mike at? At Mike Salucio on Twitter or at FriendlyNeighborhoodFilmmaking.com where I do write about film occasionally. You can follow, follow Kyle at? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow me on Twitter at ColtFilmCody. Um, also, guys, send in your fan picks. Uh all the time we're taking them we're loving getting them because we're seeing a whole bunch of new movies that we've never even seen or heard of before yeah we're ready for another vote guys which is great bring it out yeah um so you know what if you're gonna join a cult just make sure they watch good movies we'll catch you next week fuck me gently with the chainsaw